Father God, we are so grateful that even though apart we can spend time with you, learning about you, growing in our walk with you, Lord. So we ask that you would teach us this morning, that you would use us to share your word, to share your gospel, to share um, just what you want for these young adults, Lord. We invite your presence into every room that's represented here and just say, have your way in us, Lord. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it looks like we're going to dive back into our complicated topic of agape love today. Right? Yeah. Um, complicated, but not really, I yeah. guess. It's just, I think sometimes it's hard for people to really grasp the, the fullness of that word, agape. Right. Yes. Um, even though, like, we talk about it being just that that love that requires nothing in return, that, that's not looking for anything in return. For those of you who um, weren't here last week, we are talking about um, the different words used in the New Testament for love so that we can better understand God's love for us and that way um, help us with our identity. Because as we were talking about the last over the last few weeks, is every uh, that identity is probably the, the thing that most uh, young adult, most people actually probably uh, yeah. struggle with the most, but yes. we're finding that love is that biggest reason why, is yep. they don't quite understand the love of God and it affects uh, their identity. So mm -hmm. last week we talked about the first three words, uh, storge, uh, philia, and eros. Storge, just as a quick recap, was affection, especially a parent to child. Um, it's love of the familiar. Um, it's organic. It's more biological in nature. So storge um, is... I think it was, uh, C.S. Lewis was said, is the nest kind of which should develop and cultivate the other loves. Kind of we, the, yeah. the analogy we use was like mashed potatoes and gravy. Storge yeah. would be like the mashed potatoes and then whatever other love would be in, you know, poured in there. But Storge is the one that kind of holds it all together mm -hmm. um, because it's the most natural of yeah. loves with it. And then we talked about philia being the brotherly love, like a close friendship, not a familia. A fam not a yeah. familiar relationship or, or a familiar. Not family. Family, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, unlike story, which has biological origins um, to it, you don't really have much to say in story. Philly, you do. Um, Jonathan and David in the Bible mm -hmm. in First Samuel was the example that most pops up if you look up uh, Philia love. And I would say that it, that particular type of friendship, it's almost the ones that you click with. You know, you know, when you meet someone, you're like, gosh, I just have so much in common, and it's an easy friendship. That's what I would yeah. call philia. But then it develops, deeper. hopefully, yeah, yes. into that deeper yes. one, and that's where uh, if you have just philia, you can yeah. you can just have that friendship, and it's more of a super, superficial yeah. friendship. But Acquaintance. when it's when yeah. it's you know wrapped with like storge, and that's one of the words they use is is uh, philia storge. It's that compound of it. Mm -hmm. You take that that nesting, that familiar love of storge with the brotherly love of philia, yeah. and you kind of get that deep friendship, that um, devotion yes. more so yep. that David and Jonathan had. Yep. Um, and we talked about eros, which is most uh, mostly attributed to sexual desire, feelings of arousal or lust. And we talked about, like, if you take it through the lens of last month's scripture, Titus 3, 3, for we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures. We are enslaved to these lusts and pleasures because we are trying to experience them outside of the context uh, for which they were designed and the reason why they were created. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've kind of debased pleasure um, that God has created and left us in his creation and in the world. And what was something that was once, you know, um, 
use for us to really ex kind of, it, when we experience that pleasure and that joy, yeah. um, I think it brings us like as close to God as we can get with that, yeah. that pure joy and that mm -hmm. satisfaction, mm -hmm. um, that euphoria mm -hmm. with it. Um, we've taken all that and we've made it, you know, kind of a God itself and that God then becomes a demon and mm -hmm. that enslaves us as Titus was saying. So, mm -hmm. um, so now we're on to agape and when we think of agape, it's, it's lo God's love for us. Um, and so we thought the best way to, to really show that love is, is instead of just defining it, showing it in, in a different, a couple different stories in the Bible that really express that, mm -hmm. that love. And the first one we are going to get to is the creation story. Well, and before you get into that, I, when you said that, the word that I was thinking of is evidence. Whenever yeah. you see love, whether any of the types of love, yeah you can say, oh, that is love because there's evidence behind it. So when we're talking about agape or God's love today, you know, and, and how does, does God really love us? We're going to look at the evidence. We, we want to yeah. go to the evidence and say, well, how do we know God loves us? And we're going to talk a couple of scriptures that yep. show that. And obviously there's many, so we're yes. not tackling all of them. We're just no. going very high level. What are the two that we see as the primary ways that he showed us that he yeah, loves if us? You saw, if you read nothing else out of the Bible about yeah. his love, these two you know, overarching stories yes. will definitely yeah. know, give you that sense of, of the love that he has, that love that um, comes without any conditions mm -hmm. with it. And so you know, when you think of the creation story, you, he literally through the word created a, us yeah. right to love us yeah. like nothing else um it's often said you know we were created to praise and worship god but if you look back in the, the beginning in genesis he walked with us yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't like he was up here and we were down there yeah. you know the story when when after adam and eve sinned when he was says when the lord was walking along in the garden yeah. he called out to them like so we weren't really originally created to praise and worship him, although we were created with that innate desire. ability mm -hmm. and that desire to, yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like a newborn um, is most comfortable in its parents' arms. Um, we too, you know, we are also most comfortable in his. And when it, if, you're, if you ever have a kid, you know too, or if you even remember that far yeah. back too, that when you're in your parents' arms, like there's nothing else yeah. that really matters mm -hmm. at that moment. Like you just, safe yeah, you, you feel safe. You loved, just want yeah. to be there with them. You just, that, that is everything. It's all they know yeah. at that point, especially mm -hmm. a newborn. Sure. All they know is the love of their parent, yep. right? And so that that very much is is how we are too with with God mm -hmm. um, when we were created originally. That's how, start yes, with, originally, yeah. yes, without um, the fall and all of that. Yeah, it was yeah. only after, you know, we ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that our ability to love other things yes. and hate or reject yep. other things, including the one who created us, yep. actually came into being. Um, so there's a quote from How to Worship a King. It says, we are not tool, I actually flipped it, it um, just because I like the way it sounded better oh, with this one. It says, we are not tools in the hands of God. We are children in the arms of our Father because he loves his children for who they are, not what they can do for him. So when we have a, a baby, yeah. We love the baby for just being the baby. We're not expecting anything from them at the that point. The baby can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. Well, and if you think about it too, as you were talking, one of the things that came to mind, God is perfect. He needs nothing. There's nope. nothing that he needs. So the fact that he created man, obviously he didn't create it for a need. No. There, was no, there was no hole in God that yeah. he needed filled. 
He created just out of love and for love. Yeah, there's nothing we could do to fulfill no. to make him, him better. Yeah, yeah to, to make yeah. him feel loved or, no. or whatever. He is complete. He is all powerful. Yeah, he's perfect. Um, yeah, and so we we were created to to walk with him in his garden and, and to rule with him. Yeah. Um, because and how do we know this? Like kings don't walk around with the peasants. Like they don't just walk around with the common people. Yeah. And they definitely don't go looking for them. Like, no. But in Genesis 3, it says, you know, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day, and he calls out for them. Mm-hmm. So not only was our king walking with yes. us, he was actually looking for us yeah. as well, too, to spend time with us. So that tells us that we were not created to be, you know, separate from him. Yeah. We we're really meant to be with him and, and to, to love him. Well, and I never thought of this before, but when you said, and he called out to them, you know, as a parent, we know when we call out to our kids, it's because, hey, I, I want I want to spend time with you or, or I want to see yeah. you. I want to, you know, I want to connect with you. You know, when we don't want to connect with him, yeah. it's not a call out. It's a yeah. yell out. It's a shut you know? the door <laughs> and, and stay on the other you, side. Right? Yeah. And so he wasn't yelling at them. He yeah. wasn't like, where are you? You know, he wasn't Anything other than, hey, I want to spend time with you, calling out yeah. and saying, come come be with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to, like, just something that you yeah. kind of off topic yeah. a little bit. But in this verse, too, he's walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Yeah. Too. It just kind of sets the whole scene, too. Like, yeah. everything is just perfect. Yes. You know, yeah. he's walking along. He's just looking for us. He yeah. everything's perfect. He just wants yeah. to spend time with us. Yeah. Um, so always, when I see that, it always kind of, like, clicks that little, yeah. um, that part of the word, the scripture, actually. I love that. It's in there for a reason. Yeah. He's, he's specific. Yeah. 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 And so our king didn't create a kingdom so that he could have subjects to rule over, really. That's he actually true. created his kingdom, and then he created us yeah. to actually rule yeah. alongside of him yep. with it. And so when we look at Genesis, and if we go back to Genesis uh, 28 through 30, God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. This is agape love. That he created us to walk alongside of him. That to experience and share his glory. Um, he created an entire kingdom for us, and then he gave us everything in it to rule over and provide us, mm-hmm. not just so that we would survive, but that we would thrive as well. Yeah. And as Paul says in Romans 8:38, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So yeah, it is. It, it's the original prosperity gospel. People are like, yes. oh, there's no such thing as a pro. It, it really kind of is. We, he created us to love yes. us, and he gave us the whole world. Now, yeah. on top of that, yeah, he's not asking. You know, he's not going to give you the Ferrari. What he already yes. created and gave you the world. What else do you want? Well, and I was thinking about that when you said that he created these things for us to rule over and to manage. He could have made them very blah, in, or just yeah. one one bird. Yep. You know, one. You know, a dog. You know, yeah. or just a handful of things. But look, at everything is so unique and yeah. so wonderful. Like, he created us to be able to be amazed by his other creations, too, even each other. Yeah. You know, we, he could have made one. You know, I'm going to make a variety of 100. 
But he didn't. Yeah. Everyone's unique, you know, which I love. That well, the uniqueness also speaks to his love for and us. And then if you go back to last week, how we talked about how that pleasure that's in the, in the world is kind of remnants of his joy yes. yeah. as he was creating it. Yeah. Like he, he could have just made the plants yes. and the animals and they could have all tasted the same. Yeah. You know, the yeah. smells could have all been yeah. the same. The sounds could have all been yep. the same. But every sound, like you said, is unique. Yeah. And it it brings different emotions to us. It brings different thoughts and feelings to us. And we have this wide range and this wide scale of pleasure that we get to take, yes. in, you know, just in, look at food. Yeah. Like how much joy and pleasure can right? you get out of eating specific foods versus yep. others, you know, and then sounds of music. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy that he not only created all that for us, he just, you know, it was, it was for us. For, for us. us. It wasn't yeah. for him. Yes. Yeah. And I think we'll probably get into it more next week, but we can e we can take that creation and either say, oh, you know, and, and just say it's beautiful, or it can really point to God. It, it does point to God, but do we acknowledge that it points to God and yeah. his love for us? So we'll yeah. probably dive on into that as we talk about our love for God yeah. and our inadequacies in that. <laughs> right. So the creation story is, is the first example that we yeah. have of, of God's agape love of that, where he's expecting nothing in return. Um, and although this is the first one, I think the greatest one is the one Jen's going to talk over yeah. because it just shows even more to a higher level degree to like most people can grasp yeah. be, given, being given stuff, yes. being given life, yes. being given the earth mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. But uh, what you're going to be talking about yeah. in this one is, uh, is something that I, I think a lot of people struggle with. It, sure. it, is, it definitely is a, a question that Christians and non-Christians come mm -hmm. to. You That's know, for so. sure. Yeah. So it's almost like bookends. You know, first he, we were created, and because he's an all-knowing God, he knew we were going to mess it up. He created us even knowing we would mess it up. And so he created us, and then knowing that the other bookend was would be that he'd have to redeem us yeah. and that he'd have to save us. And so that's the other example and what we feel is the, the primary example of God's love for us, his agape love, giving, not expecting anything in return, but that he redeemed us. So it is his ultimate expression that he sent his son uh, to take away our sins yeah. and to be able to have life with him forever. Um, so I started looking up what redeem means. And by definition, if you look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, it means to pay off or to buy back a debt. And a synonym is to reclaim, which I love that word reclaim because it's saying, you know, the enemy in the world may have taken hold or something got us, but he's reclaiming us as his sons and daughters when we turn to him and he, he's redeeming us from the pit, basically, which I love. So Galatians 3.13 says this, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us. And when we think about that, you know, all through the Old Testament, the law is what they were trying to live up to, and they just could not do it. <laughs> and we can't. We can't live up to the standard of God's law. He is perfect and holy. And in order for us to have relationship with him, he had to come up with a solution that says, okay, I can bypass the law and make you holy and righteous in front of me. And, and the only way to do that is a sacrifice. And so he sent his son to be that, that ultimate sacrifice, to be our redemption, to cover us, not with lamb's blood, which is what they kept doing in the Old Testament, but the lamb's blood, Jesus Christ, covering us and redeeming us. So that what I love that picture, God tells us that when he looks at us, when he looks at you, if you've said yes to Jesus and you're covered by his blood, that he sees his son, he sees Jesus instead of you when it comes to righteousness. So you're fully righteous from head to toe when you accept Jesus, which I think what a, what a gift, because yeah. that's not anything that we've done to deserve that. Um, 
And in Titus 2, we're doing a lot of Titus lately, which is funny because it's not a book that is common to read. But anyway, Titus 2, 13 through 14, it says this. It says, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. There were so, so many things in that verse that I love. Obviously, the, he, he's covered, redeemed us from every lawless deed, everything that we've ever done wrong. He's redeemed us from that. And it says to purify. So we're being purified. And it says for him, we're being purified for him because he, he is so desires that relationship with us. And again, he's perfect. He doesn't need the relationship. It's just an abundance of his love, which I think is amazing. And for his own possession. And again, it's not so that he possesses us. You know, we can misinterpret that word. Yeah. You know, that, oh, it's so that we can... Can be his puppets. That's not it. It's like when you're in love with someone and you love, you want to be around them. He just wants to be in your presence. Uh, but that last part, it says zealous for good deeds. He, that's about us. He's saying he's seeking us and redeeming us, a people that are zealous for good deeds. So when you give your life to Christ, that there's something that changes in you that makes you eager yes. to do good. Because yeah. when you feel that love, there's nothing you can't stop but flowing out in that love. That love just comes out. And so we'll get into that next week. So I'm not going to dive into that, but and I think we that, have a response. I think that's the effect of his agape love on us yes. is yeah. that we in turn kind of start to develop that that change of heart mm-hmm. that we start to then pour that out on other people's because that should be our goal. Like the philia love and even the storgophilia, yeah. you know, of David and Jonathan, yeah. we kind of even want to we want to transcend that yes. at some point. We want to get to where we are like looking through God's eyes, doing, you know, God's will. Yes. Um, and for the reasons that God would. Yes. Not for our own reasons. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not for our fleshly yeah. reasons. But when you said that, the picture that I got was that, you know, as God created the earth and as he created, you talked about how there was so much joy and love in what he created that breadcrumbs were left, you know, yeah. other pieces of his love and his joy just were left around. And I almost feel it's the same for us. When we truly receive, and your identity has a lot to do with that, you know, all these things that we're talking about that we get stuck in, when you allow him to pour 100% into you, it just, you can't help but have breadcrumbs left in your life and and being thrown around you because you're just receiving so much of his agape love that it just, it's going to pour out of you in a natural way, which is so cool. Um, One of the the obvious verse is John 3.16. And the love, the actual word used there is agape and says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, and even as we're, we were talking, I just feel like if you don't know Jesus, like this is the time to say yes yes to him. We have links on our webpage. Um, you can email us. We'd be happy to talk to you, but that's a critical step in your life. You know, he wants relationship with you. He wants you to experience this love. So I thought that was a little side trail, but I just felt like God didn't want that to go unsaid that if that's something that you need or want to talk about, that's something you should reach out and we will be here for you. But regardless, on this uh, specific verse, John 3, 16, this agape love, I, Rick Renner has a book 
He's like, you got to put the name of the book yeah. in there because you love it so much. Um, it's called Sparkling Gems, and it's just a devotional. But the devo it's, it's it's huge, huge. like this, it's thick. like this thick yeah. and like that big. It's ginormous, but um, it's it's just a daily devotional. And he takes apart the Greek of each of the each different verses yeah. in the Bible, yeah. so you can have a quick dose that's so good and powerful. But anyway, here's his commentary on John three sixteen. He says this. This means when God looked upon the human race, he stood in awe of mankind, even though man was lost in sin. Even though mankind was held captive by Satan at that moment, God looked upon the world and saw his own image in man. The human race was so precious to God, and he loved man so deeply that his heart was stirred to reach out and do something to save him. In other words, God's love drove him to action, which is so so powerful to think about a perfect God. He loved so much that yeah. he's like, I have to do something because I see people that I created that I love and I want to do something so they're with me. And that's like, I think that's echoed with Jesus too when they asked yeah. him how many times they should forgive. Seven yes. times? He goes, no, you know, 70 seven, times yeah. seven is basically yeah. just you, you need to love to forgive. Yeah. If you're truly to agape love your brothers and sisters as, yeah. as God has um, agape loved you yeah. with it. And I think too, this is part of something that I'm going through right now because I have, I definitely have a willful heart with things. And I, but I started questioning recently, like, do I have a sincere heart? Mm, Am I doing good. it because I need, uh, you know, I feel I'm, I'm supposed to obey God. Yeah. And so I do it for that reasons. But do I, I need to start another transformation has to happen yeah. too, where the heart is more sincere, where it's, I do it because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Not for any other reason, not because God wants me to want to yeah. do it. It's because I want to do it because yeah. that's the love that was shown to me. And if yeah. I'm, if I'm being fed by that love, yeah. at some point I need to start, you know, producing from that yeah. as well. Well, and it's, it, it is, it's just that place of surrendering and yeah. submitting, but it, it shows you that our walk, like no matter yeah. how long we've walked with the Lord, he is just going to keep refining and keep yep. shaping. And, and that's an example of his love as well. Yeah. And, and I mean, we could, we obviously only shared two pieces that yeah. we saw as primary, but you could look at Jesus's whole life and he was an example of God. He is God. And so he was, he's saying, I, I only do what the Father tells me to do. So if you want a human example of agape love, not just him dying on the cross, but his entire life was that example, yeah. how he ministered to people, his compassion for people, his emotion and love for people. Yeah. He laughed with people. He cried with people. You know, he was, he got angry and, and that's a righteous anger that he had. All of it shows his love for humankind and yeah. for us. So, um, did you have anything else before I share this close, closing quote from Tozer? Uh, no, I think that pretty much wraps it up, except yeah. for we are going to uh, have our our Zoom call or yes, our small this. group. So don't go anywhere after this. Yeah, be sure to join us. Yeah. I just wanted to close though with this quote from Tozer. Um, sometimes he words things so great, yeah. and then but sometimes very difficult. So I'll try to read slow. <laughs> he said this. He said it is a strange and beautiful eccentricity of the free God that He has allowed His heart to be emotionally identified with men. Self-sufficient as He is, He wants our love and will not be satisfied till he gets it. Free as he is, he has let his heart be bound to us forever. God's love is active, drawing us to himself. His love is personal. He doesn't love humanity in some vague sense. He loves humans. He loves you and me. And his love for us knows no beginning and no end. So I hope you take that as powerful as it, as it is, that his love for you has no beginning and no end. So 
I think we're going to jump yeah. to our call. All right, let me close this out in prayer. Right. Um, Father, we thank you um, for this, these two great examples of your agape love for yes. us, Lord. I pray that it will transform our hearts and our minds, Lord, so that we move from willful hearts to sincere hearts. Mm. Lord, I thank you that um, you have a book here full of examples of your agape love, Lord, and that just by reading it and understanding it more, Lord, we will begin to to want to, to that transformation to happen. Lord, we will start looking for ways to do it. Lord, I thank you for all these young adults that tuned in today, Lord, that are wanting that same thing, Lord, that are after you, that are searching for you, that are pursuing you and your love, Lord. And let that love shine down on them and through them. We bless you in this time. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.